Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. What's up, folks? It's your host here, Kyle Chamberlain. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Pat. How you doing today, Pat? Doing great, man. It's about time we got back in the studio. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Hensley's Hangout, where we break down everything that's going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Ironic, because there's nothing going on in our fantasy football league, but minus all the news outside of it. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff happening. It's Dynasty, baby, all okay. offseason. So we are joined today by two esteemed guests from our league. One returning guest, one who has never been on before. Inaugural guest. The last guest, the last, I guess, person from the league to join. Uh, Tyler of uh, Erdman Selmay and Sean of the Fight and Joe Dennis's. How are you guys doing? What's up, boys? Here we go. Hey, hey. <laughs> so uh, I guess we were, you guys are, are out, in, out there in Pacific time. It, we're in Eastern time. Bit of a time change to get you in here. Thank you for fitting us in. I guess let's get into free agency talk. Trade talk. So there's been a lot of free agency news over the last couple of days. I, this has been super fun. Like, yes, it I, it's been like I, I wish that that there was this much action all season. It's like the trade deadline and right now is like the best time. And, of the football uh, yeah, year. especially and um, you know the NFL draft is going to have a lot of news too because you know last year we had like the AJ Brown trade was huge. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more things going on. I mean, there, sh- there could be quarterbacks being traded. Who, who knows? But, um, you know, the major trade that went down was that Bears, you know, they talked about doing it and they finally did it. And we knew they would get a haul, but not as much as they did from the Panthers. So two firsts, two seconds, and DJ Moore, that's really crazy. Yep. The Abshagans are really excited about the DJ Moore trade. I mean, even though Justin Fields, like, hasn't really proved that he's that great of a passer yet i wouldn't say i think that'll be it'll be his best quarterback yeah just like uh you know with jalen hurts getting aj brown with uh Devontae smith with tua getting tyreek with right and i think you know dj moore is definitely not the caliber of tyreek hill or aj brown but he's he's i've looked at his stat lines he's had multiple thousand yard seasons uh tyler sean are you i i'm sure you guys are all in alignment with that trade as well yeah i wasn't listening to you pat I think the Carolina Panthers stink. I'm going to let Sean take it from here. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. They're, they're, they got a lot of gaping holes on offense. Um, you know, they're going to be trotting out Tyrone Robertson and TJ Knox at wideout. Um, <laughs> so unless they, uh, unless they get beef up that wideout room soon, I think CJ Stroud or whoever it is is going to be walking into uh, <laughs> walking into a pretty terrible situation well, so there. Who, but do you I think like they'll take the Stroud? What'd you say? Do you think they'll take Stroud? I think that's what all signs are pointing to. I think because he's probably like, I guess, like Bryce Young is short. And, you know, I think Stroud is probably like the safest bet out of everybody. Um, Anthony Richardson is like super raw, but uh, I like it a lot better for, I like it a lot better for the Bears. Um, I actually think the Bears, Adam is going to, fucking hate this but i actually think the bears should take another receiver at nine i think they should take uh jsn from ohio state uh and pair him with dj Moore and really give justin fields a chance because i think like i don't know if it's worth taking another o lineman since he's like moves around well, the pocket a lot and he's gonna run I mean, like, their I defense is so thin and I it's think. i was gonna say it's funny you mentioned that is like uh i think 
you know, the thing that the Bears would go after the most would be probably, uh, you know, a defensive line. That's what I was going to say. Maybe, yeah. a left, maybe a left tackle. You know, those Brad, are the, yeah, those are the pieces. Good. But uh, it'd be – and I would never thought wide receiver. Why do you think that? And uh, also I am kind of got triggered because I was hoping the Ravens would go over and get Jackson Smith and Jigba from the Ohio State. Well, why do you think that? Uh, I don't know. I just think that, like – I think Claypool has kind of been a bust for them, and he wasn't—he had like one good season. Yeah, he's done so I kind of think. <laughs> I, I don't think know why the hell they traded for him. And, the, and so that trade like, looks so bad too, just because you know, well, the Dolphins had to cough up their first round pick, so there's only 31 picks. Right. That pick is now right. the 32nd pick in the draft, so it's basically the last pick in the first round and belongs to the, yeah, the Steelers. I mean, I think they could take like if they took a wide out or someone like an edge rusher, like a Tyree Wilson or something, whoever, like one of the edge rushers that fits their scheme. Um, that could work too. I think just that you got to take like a premium position there, whether that's another wide out or a, a corner or a, or a um, pass rusher. I guess that's let me rephrase my answer. How long is Darnell Mooney out for? Is that is that going to twenty twenty three as well? Or? That's a good question. I think he, I think he might. From what I've understood, he was going to be ready by training camp and or ready for the regular season. But you know, I think. The offensive weapons. I mean, they have three wide receivers now. Even with shitty ass Claypool, they all have different like, you know, niches like Claypool, big body, mm-hmm. Mooney underneath yards after the catch, DJ Moore can stretch the field. But <clears throat> I really want to like kind of talk about the Panthers because like you know Kyle and I were talking before this and kind of like you know trading DJ Moore away. Like they not only are they like the quarterbacks that are all there. Are, I don't think they're worth what they gave up and to be like that first overall status. But like now, who are they going to throw to? I mean, right. all the all the picks they or I'm sorry, all the free agent pickups they made. You know, Hayden Hurst, uh, Miles Sanders, you know, Andy Dalton, and you know, and our you know liaison John Ramirez telling us Adam Thielen's linked to him too. It's like I feel like I do feel like Miles Sanders is an under was underutilized as a patch. Hunter, patch we talked about that a lot in the Eagles. So I mean that's that's something, and Hayden Hurst is definitely going to be a young quarterback's BFF across the middle, you know, like just dump offs and shit. But like, yeah, I mean it's totally true. Terrence Marshall, Shy Smith, and Lavisca Chenault probably aren't going to get it done all season, or yeah. for like until twenty twenty five when they have a first round pick. I think all these teams yeah. are competing with the Ravens and the Patriots, like who can have the shittiest wide receiving core. Now. Yeah, that that is like what the Panthers have is like a sub Ravens group right now, which is a pretty dark. Well, so Tyler, one thing that one thing that that receiving room has going for them, they're young. No, oh, you, you know how to string my cords, man. I love a good one, uh, young wide receiver core, uh, wide receiver core. But at the end of the day, the Panthers are freaking morons, right? And here's my opinion on this and why I think that. And maybe, and I was talking to my buddies that work early about this. Maybe I just don't understand the financial aspect of football when it comes to managing a team. But if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm not playing by the rules. Everyone gets the same amount of money when it comes to cap space, just go over. You stink already it is. Just go over, run the thing into the ground, and let have someone else come And I'm pretty sure the Panthers have the richest sweat. owner in the NFL. Is that true? I believe so. Hmm. so yeah, I think question. it's him or the Denver owners. So here's the my Denver question. This is what I didn't understand. I know a lot of people say, hey, we want jersey sales, having the richest owner. But for football, it's not like baseball. None of that stuff matters. Like, football teams just play with Monopoly money. Everyone gets the same amount every year. So when I think of the Ravens, I always think to myself, why is this team trying to go out and like bargain shop? Like, yeah, we're like we're totally passing yeah, we're money. passing business ethics like every single season, but what's that getting For what? us? Yeah. yeah. And like, it's not real money. It's like the salary cap is fake money. Well, 
I guess uh, we could probably linger on this all night, but let's not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we gotta save room for Lamar. A couple other <laughs> oh, fuck. a couple other a couple other quarterback quarterback moves. So far, nothing super juicy. I wouldn't say Derek Carr to the Saints. It's kind of like mid to mid. And replaced him with older Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy G to the Raiders. Extremely mid mode. Handsome Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, extremely, yeah, handsome Derek Carr. Well, indeed. Well, the funniest thing too was like uh, the sports like uh, Instagram that like BR betting. They were like. The odds move from the Raiders from plus four four thousand to win the Super Bowl to plus four thousand when they got Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> it didn't move at all. What? That's hilarious. Um, Raiders picked up Jacoby Myers too. That's the least they could do after they gave him a win. Yeah. Uh, what's the, oh, who, the Saints? Yeah, just they're they're up. going for Patriots West there at the Raiders, yeah. and it, it always works out for Belichick assistants who do that, as we've seen over the past uh, twenty years. So, so is Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers actually going to the Jets? It sounds so like everything I've, I mean, he announced to Pat McAfee, but um, I'm just really curious to see what's holding it up. Like everything's, it's like basically they're waiting on Rodgers again. I think he just loves the spotlight. He's such a cocksucker. Yeah, I, I hate that asshole. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about all that? What'd you say, Tyler? I said it's also the Jets, the New York Jets. Right. I mean, like, it, <laughs> they, 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 uh, like, that's what I was saying, like, you know, talking about. You know Lamar and Aaron Rodgers, like they will. You got to remember these franchises are perennially terribly run organizations. They're gonna do crazy shit, and that's why, like you know, I think Sean sent that tweet in about the Colts, like mm-hmm. probably looking at Lamar because Ursay is like on Percocets as we speak, like yeah. cooking something yeah. up. He's, he's four rails deep at the moment, and uh, <laughs> if he gets one more rail in him, he's gonna be picking up the phone and calling well, to cost. Not to skip ahead in the the agenda here, but they've been clearing. A ton of cap space. Yes, they've. I mean, yes. Stefan Gilmore, uh, Bobby Okereke. Looks like they're going to trade their center, which is like apparently it's kind of like a what's his name a power situation where yeah. it's like he's outplayed <clears throat> his contract. Yeah, and he's going to get paid somewhere else. Like they're they're well, clearing and, out a ton. And it's of kind cap of space. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you got to remember these bad organizations or sh- weird owners. Like you know, if you know what the owner of a team, it's usually not a good thing. <laughs> like <laughs> that means that the team is like pretty shitty, and like you know the Jets. You know, they are literally, you know, bending over backwards to get Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, part of it I can understand. Like, they do have, like, good offensive weapons. The defense is set. Like, their time to win is now. Mm-hmm. But, like – It's true. But Aaron Rodgers, like, for me, like, I think he's, like, being a cocksucker. And, like, also he's going to go to, like, not only just a tough division but a tough conference. Like, he had, like, the gravy train made in that te- – he doesn't have to play the sorry-ass Bears all the time, the sorry-ass Vikings, sorry-ass Lions six times – and then, like, the, he is the second best quarterback in that conference now behind Jalen Hurts. If, like, right. now he's, like, the third quarterback in his own fucking, or the second quarterback in his division. Right. Like, so it's, I don't know. I don't think, I hot take, but I don't see the Jets making the playoffs. I mean, it's such a good team. Ooh, it's yeah, such a that good team. I, that is scorching hot. Yeah. I mean, man, if you think, if you think about it right now, like, just let's do this exercise. Four people. Allen's going back. They're winning that division. Uh, Bengals win in their division. Um, Chiefs are winning their division. And um, who's in the South? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. That's four teams right there. So the Jets yeah, would have to. have like 18 wild cards now. They have seven right. teams get in. So and, you have shit like the Steelers getting in when they win like seven games. Right. But the Jets, if the Jets do get in, you know, they're, they're probably going into Cincinnati or a Buffalo. Like even if they do get in. Mm-hmm. And like the Chargers are going to be better. You know, if Lamar returns to the Ravens, they're going to be good. Browns are still the Browns. 
Steelers are getting better. Like, there's a lot. The AFC just has a lot more competition. You know what we should do? Next episode, call Connor Owens. He's the only person I know that's a Jets fan. You're totally right. <laughs> I, mm, totally, yeah. I forgot he had, like, the Jets uh, starter jacket. He's like, he's like, he goes to Jets games all the time. He's like a huge Jets fan. I have yeah. no idea why or like what his tie to the Jets are. But massive I mean, Jets nothing fan. but respect for somebody who picks a team like the Jets in elementary school and stays with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like the other guy we knew who picked the Texans uh, when they were the expansion team and started wearing all the Texans memorabilia to school every day. Yeah, you know, probably, he, he got that I, from Shank. Day, I don't think he stepped foot. Yeah, he probably Texas. raided the whole section at Shank and Tittle up at the York and Galleria. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the TJ Maxx didn't know what hit him. Yeah. We should we should we should ask Shank and Tittle for a sponsorship. Yeah, oh wasn't Keith Hicks a huge Chiefs fan? I'm more just name dropping like kids in our high school that were fans of other teams. My favorite fan in high school would had to be Zach Fried, lifelong Patriots fan after they won two to three Super Bowls. <laughs> That, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. All right. A couple other quarterbacks. A couple other quarterbacks. Uh, legs of a Dutch woman, and he looks like a boner. Baker Mayfield to the Bucks. And uh, Jacoby Brissett is on the commies now. I I made a, the very savvy move of picking up Jacoby. I off saw of, that uh, off of waivers it, the other day. Maybe instantaneously, Tyler dropping Carson Wentz at the same time. <laughs> well, I knew I knew my days were numbered with him once I saw they picked up. Said, I said, there's no more chance, right? There's, there's no more hope. But, uh, yeah, that was, I'll say that was the worst trend I've made so far in this goddamn It's league. funny that two of our guests I've made shitty quarterback trades to, Carson Wentz and Zach Wilson. Ouch. Yeah. Terrible. There we go. Uh, so, okay, a couple other free agency moves. I'm just going to blitz a couple of running back names, and you guys let me know if you want to talk about any of them. Lombardi, Lenny, and Zeke released. Rashad Penny to the Eagles. Montgomery to the Lions. Perrine to, or Pirine to the Broncos. Williams to the Saints. Sanders to the Panthers. Any thoughts? Lombardi, Lenny, and Zeke on my team being unemployed is pretty wild right now. That's tough. <laughs> and they haven't gotten, like, I mean, they'll, they'll be picked up somewhere, but they're not going to be the bell cows that they were. Rashad Penny, uh, he'll be on IR by the end of this episode. Um, David Montgomery... <laughs> David no, no, Mon- no. That was a great. That was a great move for the Dennis's. That was like upgrading a pair of uh, gym shorts. Rashad Penny behind that line. That's you be, that's you moved up from like champs to South Pole shorts on that one. Yeah, that's some fresh grill utensils right there. <laughs> but uh, David Montgomery to the Lions. Um, what do you guys think of that move? Because I mean, I think the Bears like that was decent to move on from him. But like the Lions, this you know, is, this is the the last nail in Swift's coffin. Yeah. They just got a younger yeah. version of the, um, Jamal Williams, just yeah. more injury prone. Right. Um, P. Ryan to the Broncos on my team. Don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck? Uh, no. Javante no, Williams. Right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. J- uh, Jamal Williams, the Saints, kind of interesting. Buying yeah. Camara, he'll get the goal line. He'll be, the new, John, the, he'll be the new John Coon. He's going to do the same thing he did last year. Like that Shippensburg shout out? I appreciate that. I, you know I love to do a Brent Grimes, John Coon shout out anytime I can get him. I don't know who John Coon is. <laughs> he went to uh, Dover High School and played at Shippensburg and then has got like three Super Bowl rings, one for the Yeah. One for the Packers, like, one for the Saints, and like right. one for one on the practice squad for the Steelers. He he might be like uh, or I guess he would be in the Hall of Fame already, but I think he was like having like a Hall of Fame fullback career. Yes, he know? was. Yeah. He yeah, he was like a perennial pro bowler. <laughs> Kyle's giving me a look like what yeah. the fuck I haven't heard of this guy before. Oh, shout out John Coon. <laughs> Shippensburg. 
he was a two-way. I think he played both ways in college too. I mean, that I think if you're a Division two, you got to be like exceptional to make the NFL. Exactly. Uh, wide receiver news. Uh, a lot of old heads. This hasn't been a really good, you know, wide receiver. Yeah, but we, like we knew that. Yeah. So nothing really crazy. I mean, Juju going to the Patriots. I mean, well, Juju and Jacoby Myers, like Jacoby to the Raiders, Juju to the Patriots. It's like exactly the same contract, and it's extreme. I mean, it's mid, it's just mid world. That's what's going on here. Right. Let's. I got a question for you guys. With all that going on, let's talk Chiefs wide receiver room. I think McCole Hardman. Like they're trying to. I think they might walk away from him. So there's two receivers. Wow. Yeah, he's a burner. He's and a diamond Cole. dozen. Who do they yeah. got? Yeah. They got. Ten, they got it. I mean, Kadarius Tony. That was a pretty good trade. But he's he's injury prone. And he's he's a psycho. And they're probably drafting somebody, um, right? I mean, Sky yeah, Moore. They had MVS. Um, I mean, Chiefs. They can. That's a plug like offense. Like they just make every anybody look good. I mean, they'll I don't think they'll have a perennial guy besides Kelsey getting over 100 catches so, anymore. And based on year 1, is Sky Moore going from rookie draft first rounds directly to the special team squad? No, I think it was just a deeper room and I think he was coming a on late. Deeper room. It was McCole Hardman. They had like six guys and, though. But like they was, were just like they were like so, it was like a fucking hockey line change with those guys. They were just coming in and out off IR did he and catch just a like single touchdown all year. I don't fucking know, Kyle, but he's I don't think he's so. like a util, he's like I a don't know, Pat. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think, what was, your, I don't even know what your fucking question was. You got me pit against my co-host in here. What do you? <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. Sean, any thoughts on the Chiefs? Um, no, I'm pretty much, they could, they could put Tyron Robertson out there and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. So I don't think it really matters who they sign at wide receiver. I think, I think if anything, this is a pretty good tight end class draft wise. Yes, so I it feel is. like they're probably... They're going to use that first round pick on Kelsey's successor. Um, and then potentially, like, they, I don't know. I feel like they, Andy Reid, I think traditionally too, doesn't like really draft wide receivers that high. I think he, especially with someone like Mahomes now, I think he just thinks he can plug and play him. So um, it'll be interesting. I feel like they'll maybe make like a bargain free agent signing there instead of drafting someone high. Yeah, I mean, uh, with uh, Orlando Brown hitting the hitting the road, they, they could use another tackle, I'm sure. Um, you know, yeah. Chris Jones is a beast. Uh, probably want to stir up that secondary and, you know, make a play at uh, going back-to-back and solidifying that dynasty. Um, my boy yeah. Darren Waller got a f- nice little change of scenery. Sure did. I love how it was directly for just a third-round pick, just like our dynasty league. Yeah, too. that's hilarious. Um, Can't say I didn't va- value him right on the dot. <laughs> well, I mean, you you guys want to – I wanted Sean, since you haven't been on the podcast before – you know, there's been so much chatter about the Ravens in the group chat. It's literally all we talk about. I wanted to give you a, a, a couple moments here just to unload, get on your soapbox related to Lamar. Yeah, pretend you just won like around the horn. Wow, this is uh, this is very uh, this is a lot of pressure here. But uh, I'll refrain from taking any personal shots at Adam, and I'll just say <laughs> that. Uh, you know, I think when it comes down to, I think any rational person can agree that, like, like I, I see, I think we both see both sides of it, right? We see the team side of it. We see Lamar trying to get any penny he can, uh, you know, while while he still can. I think what the issue is is that because he doesn't have an agent, the NFLPA has stepped in. It's basically become like a de facto like CBA negotiation where the owners are negotiating directly with whoever, Dean Maurice Smith, whatever his name is, at the NFLPA, and so. Uh, Lamar is rightfully pointing to Deshaun Watson's deal and saying, I'm better than him. And the Ravens are like, yeah, well, that deal was 
dumb and made by a shitty franchise and that's not the norm going forward so if they're offering him 133 million guaranteed uh you were right pat this morning i was wrong about kyler's deal i thought kyler got like 186 million guaranteed but he actually got like 104 and that 186 million guaranteed is like kind of like funny money it's like guaranteed for injury only and you know that that's that doesn't mean it's guaranteed right the, the true guaranteed money is like let's do it signing so if they gave Lamar 133 million fully guaranteed at signing and then 175 for injury, that, the 133 that's all that matters. So they went up 30 mil on Allen and, and Kyler, but the NFLPA is probably telling him, well, there's still 100 million to bridge between you and Deshaun, and so they probably don't want to torch 100 million dollars worth of precedent, and they probably want to bridge that gap further and like fully guaranteed at signing. So I don't know what that is, if it's like 150, 160. But if the Ravens can move up like 20 to 30 mil on that, I think that's Lamar should probably take that. Um, but who knows? I, I think, I, I, honestly, as like weird as the vibes are right now, I kind of feel like he'll be back more than he'll be. Yeah. He'll be traded because it seems like the Colts are the only teams that have shown interest. And I think Bashadi will just match whatever, whatever yeah. they offer. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about this ad nauseum, and, yeah, I think the elephant in the room is, like, Lamar's extremely talented. The Ravens want to keep him. Um, I personally think he's going to be back. I have reservations about that relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, the, they haven't really been negotiating at this point. It's just been, like, a demand. Like, I think the Ravens have wiggle room and would love to keep Lamar, but, like, you know, the fact that him not having an agent and being out of touch with, like, what's reality and – the NFLPA being in his ear because they're selfish and want to take care of the players. I think there's a lot going on here, and it's it, and it it we do talk about it a lot in the group, and you know six out of ten of uh, ten of us are Ravens fans, so it's hard not to be. But it's like take a, out our like you know our hometown bias, but like this is a very fascinating, interesting you know events, and we would talk about this with any quarterback. I feel I'm still I'm still yeah. Kind of, I mean I, at this point I feel like the relationship's probably too too busted. I kind of, I mean, it, it, who knows? What I really want is for it to be over. <laughs> Tyler? Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, for me, I mean, as I stated earlier, I don't understand the financials of football, so I'm probably the worst person to talk on this after what Shaw just explained. I don't even know who CPA is. I thought that was something that did your taxes. He's basically saying it's like a like an uncertified union. <laughs> Got it. Um, I mean, it's yeah, called a player's union, but... I hope they sign him back. I mean, that's the end of the day. I mean, he's obviously a good player. He's going to do well for the team. I don't know who else would, you know, is going to pay him that type of money. They obviously, the Ravens did what the Ravens did. They threw him out in the streets. The Ravens are kind of a bully organization, which I like. They're like, you know, if you want to kind of puff your chest with us, I want all this money. You know, they'll just throw you out there if they're not worried about it. Because I think they knew that no organization is going to bite the bullet on what his demands were. So I think they're just ultimately flexing like the Ravens do. I mean, the Ravens pretty good what they do. So And the fact yeah, that they're... I think- yeah, ahead, I think Sean. it's like the issue is, is that like the the way the reason that the fans are frustrated, I think, is because whether like Roquan Smith is a nice player, but it took them five minutes to make that deal. And they're constantly like defense. We're like at these, you know, we can debate the value of what, an, what is an inside linebacker really worth in today's NFL? I don't know. It's not a position I think that you should prioritize yet the Ravens do. And I think the issue is, is that. I've like explained this to Hunter and Jeff or like we go back and forth and like have opinions in this in our other group chat, but like basically like they are still operating from the template that won them the Super Bowl in like the early two thousands. And they got they hit on all these like awesome defensive Hall of Famers and that's great. 
but they're like still trying to replicate that model it seems like in 2023 and they're like still like oh defense first and like run the ball and that that'll win champion like there's just too many good quarterbacks in the afc now like trevor lawrence joe burrow Mahomes, Allen, like you're not going to beat those guys like consistently and in January, like to go through that whole gauntlet by playing defense and running the ball. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not and we're talking anymore. Yeah, and with yeah. the Ravens aspect too is that you know I was about to say we can count on probably like one hand like Ravens people or Ravens players they've let go that have made like a solid impact on other teams. Like the Ravens are pretty good at identifying talent to retain, but. At the same time, like, Sean, you're right, and we talk about it a lot, is, you know, their philosophy hasn't changed in 20 years, and they're, you know, yeah. they're still, like, they're still stubborn on the fact that, like, you know, defense wins games. Um, you can get by with a mediocre quarterback, and that's just not the case. And, you know, they drafted Lamar as a successor to Joe Flacco. Like, Lamar Jackson won an MVP in his, during his rookie deal. Like, he's, he's one of the most dynamic players ever played the game. And, like, and everybody keeps saying, like, why aren't all these teams jumping for Lamar Jackson? Like everybody would die to have Lamar Jackson on their team. And like, if you throw away his like whole, like unrealistic expectations of the contract, like every team would want him. But I think yeah. those teams, I think those teams also understand the same thing that the Ravens understand is that if you go pick up a Lamar Jackson, whatever system and scheme you're currently running, you need to make major changes to so like so schematically. He has to fit an organization that's going to run something that like, he's not going to be someone that's going to hang in the pocket. Because that's, in my opinion, the thing that made like Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson different players. The thing that made Michael Vick impressive, I thought, was majority of his runs were not designed runs. It was him just fleeing for his life, gaining yards. Like Lamar Jackson, yeah. he's so good at. I bet you ten to one, his entire career, the coach said, "Do not run. We'll give you opportunities to run the ball. If you're supposed to pass it, pass it. Do not try to get out of the pocket. Don't try to create some of your feet." And I think that's why he hasn't got as hurt where you have people like Michael Vick, he was in kind of a prototypical offense. The dude was just scrambled for his life. And if he went to another scheme that, like, Michael Vick was in, I think you'd see the same thing. Broken plays and him just trying to pray to God he gets yards. Which... Well, the only the only thing I would say to that is, is I think the Ravens drafted Lamar not to, like – like, people always say, oh, they built the system around Lamar. And they did in a way. But I also think they more used Lamar as a vehicle – to run their fever dream, run uh, run oriented offense, they didn't really build a yeah. modern offense around Lamar. So I don't think we've actually like seen True. that yet. Exactly. Like, I was going like, to say they the rap- don't, they didn't build around Lamar so much as use Lamar to build what they wanted. Yeah, I was going to say to wrap this up. You know, when they drafted Lamar as a kind of you know he was like a you know a, a lightning in a bottle, as you might say. As soon as they realized like holy shit, Lamar can ball, and they went on that like yeah. you know that. They got rid of uh, Morningwig and they promoted Roman to offensive coordinator and they built the offensive like the offensive scheme around him. So it's like the Ravens like if he would have sucked, they would have never went that path. So kind of like what Tyler was saying, like you know, teams would still have to go out and like cater their offense to it. But I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting last next couple of weeks. Well, I think we can probably leave it there. Uh, it's possible that yeah. on the other side of March Madness, we have something else to talk about related to, Mar- to Lamar. So we'll we'll leave it there for now. Cool. Okay, so up next, Sean, since you're here, you were the most active trader this past season. 
Um, so I just want to kind of check in on what's going on with this rebuild. I remember the day well when you put all of those players on the trading block, and I was like, all right, goddamn. <laughs> you literally became Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, it's, it's on for sure. The rebuild is definitely on. So you made eight trades more than anybody else. You also had the highest GPA in our ratings, uh, 3.0. Besides me, I had 3.7. Okay, fuck you, Pat. Um, <laughs> though that GPA is primarily like there's a there's a lot built in there that's uh, like for future greatness. Uh, it's a lot of picks. So you're entering this off season, different players of T. Higgins, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, All Star, Javante Williams, Hurt, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, going to be a free agent soon, Rashad Penny, broken leg. Um, <laughs> but you do have an extra first rounder in 23, and uh, extra first and First, second, and third in 24. So overall, how are you feeling about that outcome? Yeah, I think it's weird. You know, trading for picks and rebuilding your team through picks and dynasty, I think, is like the way, like, it's really the only way you can improve the team, especially because we have so many goddamn vultures in our league who uh, demand unreasonable trade returns. So it's, it's difficult to trade. Which is why, like, even Brennan, like, actually, I think Brennan, like, was pretty reasonable on his end when I was trying to trade for Trevor Lawrence. But even trying to get an asset like that, that took me, like, weeks of harassing Brennan. Like, did everything <laughs> short of, like, show up at his house with a boombox over my head. You probably picked so him up like, from the airport when he got back from being in the North Sea or wherever the fuck he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for him uh, when to get something to summary. I'm the first face he sees when he reaches land. <laughs> but, like... Like, to get an asset like that is, like, a lot of work, you know? And so I feel like the best way to do it is to, like, find these teams that are, like, trying to make the playoffs and trying to win now and trade them your veterans or, like, people that still have value for draft picks. So, like, that's what I did with Amari Cooper and Pat, and I believe that turned into the fifth pick this year. So now I got the second and I got the fifth pick, which means I'll probably – the way I look at it is I'll get one of the top running backs, either Bijan or Jameer Gibbs, uh, I'll get one of the, and then either one of the top QBs or perhaps a top wide receiver. So then you build that to your core and then, you know, maybe snag one of the tight ends in the second round. And then, yeah, next year, I'm hoping that the rebuild after that, like maybe this year I'm a bit more competitive and then use the next, the picks next year, the two first next year as kind of like icing on the cake. Maybe, um, you know, hoping uh, the Mundus is bottom out and uh, that, that Khalil Herbert trade can potentially turn into Caleb Williams. Uh, I got my fingers crossed on that one. So yeah, uh, so yeah. Overall, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, you've you've drafted so far rookie drafts. You've drafted pretty well. I mean, Trey Lance was unfortunate, but Kadarius Tony uh, yeah. and Khalil Herbert, those were great picks. And then, and then like you had a really good draft this year with like Jamison Williams, um, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, you know, you made a lot of trades, and you know, obviously, you know, some of them didn't work out so far. But I mean, you hit on a lot. I mean, getting Javante Williams, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, D. Higgins. You know, the, the trade you made with Kyle was like Kyle even admitted like kind of fleeced him a little bit. And Kyle, like, not saying that Saquon Barkley, you know, wasn't a bad trade, but you, you know, the the return on investment that you got, and um, you know, that three point oh GPA, like, it looks like you know it's a B average now, but like you can go back in like four years and see after these picks and tell Miss Dominic to fuck off. Like after you show her how you know what you were talking about and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Or I draft four Zach Wilson's with these four first rounders and I, I fail out of the class. And, uh, you know, well, it's, I, I'll I, say I'm optimistic. I like, I like what Sean's doing. You know, man, we, you touched on it. I'm a big youth guy. And I think, you know, with this team being so young, the one thing that Sean will not have to deal with 
right, that a lot of other folks, myself and a lot of people in the, the league have to deal with, is trying to replace older guys with younger guys. Because uh, that's not as easy, when you, especially when you have someone that produces X amount of points per game, and then all of a sudden you're going to lose that, you're going to have this like vacuum effect. So I think he's going to be in a position when a lot of people are scrambling to figure out how to fill these gaping holes of like point scores. His team's just going to, like I said, if he drafts well, is going to continue to build, and then he won't have to deal with this shit for like many years. I mean, who, what's yeah. the oldest player on your team? Uh, probably, hmm, I'd have to look. Let me get like the sleeper app. Yeah, probably. I mean, I got some vets on the bench that are uh, getting up there in age. But, I mean, you know, I think, like, next year, even with those two first, maybe I can turn into a buyer, you know, and turn, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm trying to make a playoff push next year, I trade one of those first for somebody who's, like, trying to enter rebuild mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm also curious to see, like, what happens with T. Higgins if he ends up getting traded because I think the Bengals are notoriously cheap and they're going to have to pay Burrow. They're going to have to do the same shit that we're doing with Lamar. And they're definitely going to pay Jamar Chase. So they're not going to tie up, I think, like $120 million a year in three players. So I think Key Higgins will be traded eventually. I don't know if it'll happen this year or next year, yeah, but he I will be traded to a team where he'll be like the unquestioned wide receiver one. Yeah, and the thing that I was looking at with your team, I mean, obviously it's a little scarce in some parts, but, you know, at, at post-draft, you know, you'll probably have a little bit more solid outcome. But, like, you know uh, – you're on the you're on the phone with you know Tyler, Kyle, and I, and we have like three of the deeper teams in the league, and we didn't win a you know championship. Uh, Brendan didn't have a very deep bench, and he he won it. So if you have a top heavy lineup, you know it depends on how yeah. it, it's all there's there's all different types of philosophies and strategies. But you know just saying like if you have like a top heavy yeah. offense and like you can power through those bye weeks, you know anything's possible. Yeah, we'll see. It'll either be a rousing success or an abject disaster. So I think we'll find out. We'll probably know around this time next year. We can do a temperature check a year from now. And we definitely will. One question, I guess, follow up on what you were saying about, I guess, the the overall outcome is it's like it. How do how do you value picks right now? Because on on one hand you want them, on the other hand you want other people to give them away. Like it's a tough it's it's a tough balance. Like. Trevor Lawrence, I think we were, me and Pat were talking about, uh, Brennan gave him up for too little. And like, uh, and when, and when I put it in the group chat today about like, how much would you value Lamar? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like that price, two firsts plus a player for a franchise quarterback is a humongous amount to give up. Yeah. And I, but like, after I found that, like, once I found out what, you know, Sean got for Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, dude, I would have matched that if not more. Well, like, to- that's totally. what I'm And that's, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Cause like, I could have offered him like a, like a, I would have given like an Amon Ross St. Brown and a first or like a Mike Evans or somebody. So I mean, not you, we could spitball all night about but, it, but, but Sean, would you have traded Brendan Brennan two firsts plus for Trevor Lawrence? Um, that's a tough one. I probably would have, I mean, the way I looked at it was I traded your first that I, that you had given me for Saquon. So I knew it was going to be a late first and I knew I was going to use one of my firsts on a QB this year anyway. So I was like, Oh, I'll just get the guy. Cause like a lot of the times when you're drafting a QB in the first round, you're not going to see the returns until like two or three years later when they actually learn the system and get good. Right. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm just getting that with, I'm getting Lawrence like at that point already with the late first. And now I can use the other two on other positions or I can take another quarterback, whatever. But I don't know. I guess my point is because I had three firsts this year. If it were for Lawrence, I maybe I would have given two of them to Brennan if he asked, maybe, and justified it. I would have kept my own pick and still had the number two pick. 
maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I think I, I think even like Lawrence even took off more after I traded for him. Like he really yeah, started. They, they were, the Jags more. were in the middle of that like winning yeah. winning uh, streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So there's a lot of luck involved with that too. Like he could have face planted like fucking Zach Wilson did 12 hours after I traded for him. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> so you win some, you lose some. You know exactly. Was, uh, yeah. At the time of the deal, I think. Uh, you know, it made sense. And, you know, like, Brennan could knock that first out in the park that I gave him. You know, it could end up being, who knows. At first, they're, like, lottery tickets, like we've talked about. But I think it was you, Kyle, or someone noted that the success rate in the first round is pretty high with all the rookies that come out. So I think first-round picks are super valuable. Yeah. I personally value them a lot. So I'd say um, I've just looked back at, like, you know, I've when I look at valuing picks and trading them, the one thing I've or we've talked about on the podcast, too, is, like, you know, after the third round, fourth and fifth rounders are like, you know, scratch you got, off. yeah, scratch they, dollars. They, yeah, scratch exactly. Like, right. first and second are like, it, because there's only 10 teams and like, yeah. um, you know, even the NFL, the second, even the second round. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, second, second round picks in our league are first rounders in the NFL. Like, yeah. like, so it's like, yeah. first and first through third rounds are your meat and potatoes. Fourth and fifths are where you find your, like, you know, diamonds in the rough. Right. Yeah. But you can do it for sure. Um, I guess any anything else, uh, Sean, while you're on that you want to talk about related to the draft or anything like that? Uh, no, actually, I just think it's going to be a great season for the Dennis's. I think, uh, you know, he's he's got a new look. I don't know if you guys have seen him on Instagram, but he's got kind of a uh, – he's got a full beard now, and he's Whoa. wearing bandanas on his head. And, uh, <laughs> well, so he just he, seems like he's in a really good place. So, and, I, um, so I, just I, like, like, I like his real-life vibe. Just like we had one question for Noah Brown, I got one question for Joe Dennis. Is he charcoal or propane? Oh, oh I <laughs> wow. think he's – I, I think he takes after Hank Hill, and he—he's—he's he's definitely a propane you guy. You could probably you could probably answer that on his Instagram. Yeah, that's true. I can. You know what? Tyler inspired me by slipping into Noah Brown's DMs. Maybe I'll slip into Dennis's. Ask <laughs> Dennis um, all right. I guess I guess we can leave it there. So, uh, I guess last seasonal appropriate topic here is I want to talk about March Madness. So um, just, I guess, for posterity's sake, I'll, I'll say up top, um, in the league, we are doing a, a March Madness bracket pool, and the winner gets a compensatory pick between the second and third round. Second place gets a, a compensatory pick between the fourth and fifth round. So pretty good odds at getting a good player if you're the winner. Much lower odds, but still, you know, you might hit, get lucky if you're second place. Um, so this is, I mean, we, this is the first time we've done anything like yeah, this. Yeah, and it's a great league. idea. I mean, I think, you know, it adds, like, kind of that NFL more feel that, like, hey, you're playing for something for compensatory picks, something like that. But uh, Are you, know, you guys cool with there not being uh, additional money on the table? I feel like Paul's, pro- Paul's probably pissed about it. Dude, Paul, Paul's coming over Saturday for my <laughs> birthday party, and he was like, dude, can you put a TV or, like, a, an extra TV or monitor outside while I grill? I'm like, dude, you have a fucking smartphone, you scumbag. Like, you, like, shut the fuck up and just grill. <laughs> Uh, well, all of our alma maters were snubbed this year. NYU, Temple, Shippensburg, <laughs> none of them ended up making the tournament. What the hell? Yeah, it's, yeah I've, I've put I, a couple of notes into the I was really committee. pulling for NYU there. I thought they had a shot. Yeah, I, I thought the, I thought the, the Shippensburg. Violence, t- t- yeah, Tyler, don't, or, Tyler, you still watch all the Shippensburg games, right? Oh, I'm tapped in. You know that. <laughs> Did they play those on the Ocho? 
Uh, they play them uh, on SUTV, so you got to get kind of the you got to know the plug of the plug to be able to get those, and I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's only local broadcasting. But Tyler, yeah. I don't know what kind of rig, like how he rigs his TV to get it. He but. he he left a Sling TV USB thing plugged in some trap yeah. house in Shippensburg, and he pays fifty dollars a month extra to get SUTV. Yeah. Well, see what happens when I when I got out of college and I was selling a Verizon door to door. I had learned very quickly that a lot of people in uh, in Maryland don't pay for it. I remember walking by one guy's house and, and he kind of gives me this look, right? And then he goes, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I'm just selling TV." He goes, "Well, I don't need that shit because I steal it." And then he pointed to a box that he had cracked like wide open and ran like electrical wires into a window <laughs> for TV. So that's like a uh, that's I like a trailer like park that. boys scam. Yeah. Just find your local uh, cable box and just beat it to death with a bat so you can get the cords out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I the one person I do want to ask you about, because you're probably following the most, I mean, we're, we all have a vested interest just because he's from our hometown, but Jarris Walker on Houston, it's, like, really exciting, and it's pretty, you know, when he goes to the NBA, I'll probably likely get his jersey or his jersey. Is to that wear. a sure thing? Oh, yeah, Number for sure. Not, not like, I don't know if he'll go out this year, um, but, you know, he's, he's definitely he's, he's currently projected to be a top five pick. Yeah, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, like, he's a real deal. Yeah. So do you guys, do you guys like, you guys like Houston to win it all? Um, I, I do only for the fact that, like, how many times in your life do you get to like have someone that actually went like from your area, even though we don't know, never knew the guy. Yeah. Like, might as well go. And they're good. And they're like, oh, yeah. I think, like, yeah, I think, I think they have a pretty easy route to the finals. Um, I mean, they they might have to play like uh, I believe is Kansas in that group. No. No, it's like Texas is. I think Texas is number two. Yeah, so I mean, um, Texas has like some f- funky teams they have to get through, um, but you know, Houston definitely has Final Four aspirations. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I think Alabama is the number one seed. Was probably a, a good call by the committee um, after Houston lost to Memphis pretty handily in the conference championship. Well, well isn't like the another star player from Houston hurt right now? Uh, yeah, he's got a groin injury. Do you think he's gonna play? Uh, I don't know. I got to get inside that groin and see it myself. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sean Tyler, any any uh, any inside scoop on that? On the groin injury, or just on the on the Put your trainer Glenn hat on and get in there. The other team I saw had a lot of I, look. Look, everything I know about about college basketball, I learned within the last seventy two hours. Kyle, join so the me. join the club. We yeah. all like, maybe not. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've like oh, watched no. it casually, but like nobody like unless you're like a pure like South Philly scumbag, you don't really watch this as much. I mean, like it's fun and all, but like it's I think it's more fun when you're like shooting in the dark. Mm. Yeah, March March yeah. Madness is like eyeball and perk, right? Sometimes you go a little over a gram, sometimes you go a little less. That's right? a fair it's point. Just, yeah, great analogy. So, uh, so what? What sleepers are you guys maybe uh, dealing out a pretty fat line for? I so well, my. If you, I'll go ahead and cut. Yeah, I was just gonna say like uh, I know you wrote in our like you know kind of like agenda here about UCLA's injury. They had like a injury to one of their top defensive players, but you know um, when when you're doing a, a bracket, you know if everybody went and picked Alabama, like you're never gonna set like because let's say all four of us had Alabama like. No, it's you're never going to separate from the pack in terms of winning the whole thing. So you kind of like my opinion is like I like to go like, like against it, like the public, and I picked UCLA versus Marquette, not to like ruin my chances or anything like that. But you know, I'm not going to change my bracket up for that one, right? But uh, you know, it, 
it is what it is. Uh, go out on a limb. Um, there's a lot of there's a it's it's not also the other thing too about like not paying attention as much. Um, and you guys, you know, we all played basketball together, and you, we watched college basketball more as kids. But like, there aren't those perennial powerhouses like when we were growing up. Like, you know, Houston was never around like when we were that you know young, and like Duke was always at the top. Kansas, you know, like all the blue bloods. But so it's pretty interesting to see like who the number one seeds are. Like Purdue, they were always like a four or five if they went. The, so there's a lot of like parity and uh, a lot. There's cause it should be a lot of like upsets. Yeah. So Sean, he didn't really answer my question. Uh, no, about the sleeper. he did. What the hell was that? Pat? So he, he, <laughs> he, he, he said uh, his sleeper pick was the number two seed. So uh, Sean, do you have any good sleepers for us? Uh, well, here's the thing. I every year for a couple of years now, I use a site called Ken Palm. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of it. Yeah, I've been hearing it more on the sports radio now. Yeah, so it's this guy, Ken Pomeroy. He's basically just a better version of that idiot at ESPN, uh, Joe Lenardi, (laughs) bracketologist or whatever the hell he's called. This guy is like way better than him. He's got his own site. And on that site, he basically has a ranking, like a true ranking of the teams based on like a shit ton of analytics that are go way over my head. But basically what it shows you is it can, you, you can see basically who's like underseated and overseated potentially. And so he has UConn as the number four overall team in the tournament based on a lot of it's like strength of schedule and like strength of like, you know, like luck factors and shit yeah, like that. I saw that, that they went well. through in the regular season. So I think based on this, like I'll probably take UConn to go pretty far. Um Tennessee is also they're also a four seed that he has pretty high. He has them as the number five overall team in the tournament. And then conversely, he has someone like Marquette as a two seed. He has them as like the twelfth best team in the tournament, or like Kansas, right? They're a one seed. Yep. He has them as a ninth best seed in the tournament. So kind of you can use it as like a guide if you haven't watched much to like pick your. It's upsets. like the Farmer's Almanac of like March Madness. I have exactly. it pulled up in front of me now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll probably pick UCLA to go pretty far in one just because my wife got her MBA there. So I'll probably Ah. just for shits and giggles. Way to keep keep it uh, happy at home like that. I I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's our golden ticket. (laughs) So outside of uh, Jairus Walker, any other NBA prospects? Brandon Miller. Who is that? Brandon Miller. He's the guy with the gun from Alabama. I shot him. Maybe I didn't shoot him. You, you haven't heard any of this news about like basically no. like he gave a gun to a teammate and or uh, a, one of his friends and shot and killed no, somebody. I'm googling it right now. Well, I mean, it sounds kind of so. Like go back a, to your original question while you're googling. Uh, one, there's traditional teams that all, like to upset like lower seeds, like VCU, always good for a first round upset. Uh, Oral Roberts, everybody's picking them to upset Duke. Um, I think Memphis too, like with Penny Hardaway coaching, mm-hmm. I think they could be the first team that knocks out a number one seed with Purdue. Um, they're like run and gun basketball. Tyler, would you would you say that's a hot take, Memphis beating Purdue? No, I, I have in my bracket I have Memphis beating Purdue, but I have Duke I mean I have Duke I mean Duke is Duke, right? Even though they Yep. I have Duke I have Duke and Marquette if you just want to do so my final four just for simplicity and then we go back to Alabama, Marquette, Houston and Gonzaga. The only reason why I chose Marquette, and this was really after the fact, someone texted me and said, I didn't know this, is their head coach is Shaka Smart. I had no idea. Shaka mm. Smart was the man on yeah. VCU. But again, yeah, VCU and Texas, VCU. right? Yeah, and then he went to Texas, and now he's on, on Marquette. But again, if that can happen, who knows? March Madness is crazy. But I have Duke making all the way to the Elite Eight just because, you know, they 
Duke is Duke. You know what yeah, I mean? and I they finished the season off strong too. And that's actually who I have playing in the Elite Eight too is Marquette. Um, I, for my bracket purposes, I believe I have um, uh, Arizona, Marquette, Houston, and UCLA. Does anyone have? Like, I don't have anything crazy. Does, it, does anyone think like the Oral Roberts of the world are going to do anything wild or like the Montana State? I, I've, I never had the confidence in picking one of these lower seeds to go all the way to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. And it always happens. And like whoever does have it, like the rest of their bracket is fucked. Every so it doesn't year, really matter. Yeah, but. Every year I pick the wrong one. And this year I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing that. <laughs> yeah. Like I know Oral Roberts has that dude that's like 7'9. I know that's like, you know, kind of absolutely an absolute monster. UNC Taco actually, Fall have, used to have Kenny George. Too bad he's not playing anymore. Kenny George is the fucking man. How about uh, so Kyle in your Google search? What'd you find about Brandon Miller? Seems pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten like national attention, like because he's like a lottery, like a, and he's amazing. He'll be top three. You got the guy Victor Wamen Bondu or whatever you pronounce his last when, name. When Ben <laughs> Yeah, he'll be number one. Spell that one, Tyler. Huh? Anyway, I guess you may spell I, it. It's W E M B A N Y A M N. Not even close. <laughs> nice. You know, Brandon Miller, I think, is going to make a perfect wizard. You know, he's involved with deadly yeah. firearms at inopportune times. He, he, he gonna, definitely has got wizard written all over. Him. He definitely had a that. Gilbert Arenas or Gilbert Arenas fathead in his room. Have you seen this total side? Now, have you guys seen? I know Sean, you got to jump here soon, but have you guys seen the interviews? Gilbert Arenas has started coming out of like the woodwork with all this John Rance stuff going on. Like Gilbert Arenas has found this like for gun control. Talk about ah, uh, finally an expert. Yeah, how he's like, <laughs> he's like, you think that's bad? You should see what I did. I played basketball with a grandma coke in my sock, and he's telling all these crazy stories <laughs> to like make it seem like like. You think these kids now are cool? I was way cooler. <laughs> like, okay. I can't. <laughs> I was on crystal meth for half the season. Or like these NBA locker rooms, they're just like lawless. I mean, I can't wait till that Dennis Rodman movie comes out about 48 hours in Vegas. And Tyler, did you happen to see that they're also coming out with a, the, the Sterling Affairs? They're coming out with a TV series about Donald Sterling? No, I did not, but I would imagine that's going to be incredible. Yeah, That'll that, be appointment television. Yep. Yeah, uh, Al Bundy's <laughs> playing Donald Sterling. It's gonna be it's gonna be handmade TV. Oh yeah, I mean all that. So I mean the NBA is definitely when it comes to the players, it's it's very much a different league when than the NFL. The NFL is much more buttoned up, where the NBA is kind of like a little lawless and wild. Um, but that's what makes the NBA great. So I guess last question on this topic is: What other sporting events should we bring in as extracurricular activities for our football league? The Masters. What should hmm. we do? Pick like four or five know. golfers and see if they make the cut and where they finish. You can run points. My friends do it all the time. That's the only thing I can think of. Hmm. Yeah, and what's I mean, it for? Just money? Oh, no, for, for picks. Oh, the Masters right. is like, uh, yeah, it's like Easter weekend, so it's coming up. Mm. Oh, what about what, when's the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, we got to do that. By the That's time by the time we're done with all these, like, what, what do you want to bet on Monster Jam next and then like for the first overall pick? All right, fuck the Masters. We're doing Preakness. That's in Baltimore. Yeah. Yep, bingo. Yeah. There you go. We're, we're betting man. ponies, baby. I mean, by the next episode after March Madness, and we can come along with a, a horse racing thing, you know. And I think, is there 10 horses? I don't know how many horses. 20. Race. Oh, oh, shit. The, the Preakness is after the NFL draft. Oh, wait, that doesn't matter. That's a, yeah, right. It'll be, it's before our draft. 
been perfect. Yeah. Freakness. Yeah. Never mind. All right, we can totally. Yeah, we're do not that. real general managers, yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't real. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. But let me check real quick before we uh, if we're gonna jump off. Let me see if uh, No Brown DM me back. <laughs> yeah. Check that. Yeah, we're gonna cut to commercial while that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I sent seven hours ago. I haven't got any response yet, but I'm gonna hit him with something slick on my follow-up that's gonna definitely get him to bite. There you go. I actually got a jump, boy. So thanks well, for having me on, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, cheers, Sean. I think we're actually wrapping it up anyway. So, uh, Tyler, Sean, thank you so much for being here. Good talking to you, fellas. Yeah. All right. Bitch, I'm Lil B. Bitch, I'm Lil B. Who life mixtape? You don't know that it's me. Still on the court and I'm still on the court. Ban me from the game because you niggas on my dick. I'm a short nigga with a tall ass bitch. Might lay up, but I dunk on the bitch. Shout out to the WNBA. You got some fine ass girls I want to fuck in the mouth. Who life mixtape? I'm going to try it out. I'm at tryouts trying to make a route. Fuck all you haters. I'm going to hop them out. Three point on the bitch like Dirk Nowinski up in the club like Dirk and whiskey, see me on the court if you wanna diss me. Let's play a game of 21, it's really fun. I got half court shots and I'll post you up. I'm the drill speed well, I choke the coach. Street niggas like me, either rich or broke. Gotta hustle hard, that's all I know. Who life, bitch, that's all I know. Sports lifestyle with a gorgeous flow. Write my contract, I'ma buy a home. Beverly Hills, I'ma buy a home. Fuck KD, that's how it goes. Bitch said that I'm whack, see me on the court. Score on me if you talking about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD. He said that I'm whack, see me on the court. Score on me if you talking about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD, bitch. Fuck on the motherfucking TV. I'ma tell you something, man. Hey, man, see me in the game of 21 and I'ma shut the fuck up, man. I'm on you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, tell them something like this, man. Tell them about motherfucking Lil B. Tell them about me. Hoop like mixtape, man. Says that I'm whack. See me on the court. Score on me if you talk about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD. He said that I'm whack. See me on the court. Score on me if you talking about points. I like Rock Nation and I love Jay-Z. But on West Side, I'm screaming, fuck KD, bitch.